0: the dog zone 9000 the official zone of 1900 hotdog.com come sign up on our patreon for the last precious remains of internet hilarity sent to you every weekday i'm enduring web sweetheart sean baby and i'm with large penis magazines unrelated man of note for the month of karch robert brockway (laughs) Uh, robert brockway here's a brockway fact it's
1: not illegal to make a knife out of your own excrement but it is illegal to throw that knife at a postal carrier no, There's no follow-up questions.
0: No follow-up questions for that, but we're joined by our own uh, weekly columnist, knife master, and convicted hot dog, Lydia Bug!
2: Hello! Thank you for having me back again.
0: <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Uh, so, your book just dropped today, I just saw on Twitter.
2: Yes, my first mystery novel. I'm very excited about it.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Lydia,
1: you finally have something to plug.
2: Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> I was writing that last it? year, Holy but... Shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. I that, I did I wrote it last year and you were always asking me what I have to plug and I was like I don't know I could have been talking about that I guess <laughs> yeah like you're, I was supposed you're supposed to you're supposed to like
1: the whole like process before you got to eh. talk like a year in advance
2: <laughs> yeah so I did write a book and a novella last year and the novella is coming out in March and uh, the book came out today so um, uh, is the, the
0: novella also about pants murder.
2: It's not the novella. I'm really excited about the novella. It's a horror novella called "Healthy Choices," um, and the tagline is: "It's about like these women that go into a total body transformation um, thing and get more transformation than they bargained for."
0: Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah, uh, werewolves! Yeah. I love it already. Mm-hmm. We're gonna throw out some guesses.
2: It's not werewolves, but it's oh, okay, It's, it. well, it's okay. a horror novella. You'll like it. <laughs> oh, I was
1: gonna. I, I was just thinking bigger women.
2: That yes, that I just
0: throw it. them together and make like one really big woman.
2: <laughs> that would be cool. I'm going to rewrite it right now. Just, <laughs> I'm going to send my editor a note and say we've gotten this all wrong.
0: I think Voltron now it's a saw- sexy novel, not a horror novel, though. Yeah,
1: Voltron style. <laughs> the women just kind of bolt together into a bigger woman. Yeah, there we go. I'm going to yeah. write a competing book to yours.
2: And, 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 and where can people find it? Uh, the Scribd app. It's uh, it's an app that is kind of like Netflix for books, where you can like. You pay one fee and you get unlimited books.
1: And they look up Lydia Buck once they're there. And then they know other things. They just look that up and that's it.
2: Yeah. Don't read right. anything don't else. Just distracted. my books. Thank you.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about something that's less uh, artistically accomplished. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> knife Why would you
2: say that, Sean? It's, there's so much <laughs> art in this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so there's a show called Forged in Fire Which I think most people are familiar with Where people make their own swords And then th- that show was so popular They had a spin-off called uh, Knife or Death, which is now That's on Netflix silent. So you you may have even seen it um, Or you could watch it now And come back, we're, we're going to be talking about the first episode And it's Basically, what you'd expect, uh, people take a bunch of knives and chop through some shit, which uh, is a a very popular type of YouTube video and a fucking bonkers insane TV show. Uh, So, uh, uh, Lydia, what do you think of this?
2: Okay, when I was watching this, my immediate thought was like, you know, when you watch a professional athlete at the top of your game and they're so good at it that you're like, I feel like I could do that. Like, that Uh looks easy. Yes, Um, That was not the case for this show
0: (laughs) Absolutely not They made this
2: uh, look so difficult
0: Yeah Some of them had like a real sadness And like frustration that that they carried with them In their body language Where you just don't see that usually in a televised competition Like even on Ninja Warrior Like (laughs)
2: Like all (laughs) of them Yeah there was nobody How is this competition about Like cutting stuff with a big knife And no one can look cool doing that
0: I do have a theory on this that, like, everyone at least five times in their lives will will pick up a sword and think, I'm going to look awesome holding this, take a picture of themselves, have no idea they look like a fucking nerd, put that on the internet, and um, that's going to live forever. I I just feel like that's something we all were born with, and we all have to learn the hard way, that nobody looks cool with a sword. Maybe Conan. Is there
1: a picture of you holding a sword looking
0: like a no, It's No, it sounds like that. But no, I uh, every time I've ever that's, picked up that's a sword, what it is. There, I make it a funny face is. because uh, <laughs> because I know I'm going to look like a dumb asshole. But,
2: but you, uh, you have picked up a lot of swords, is what you're saying.
0: I do really. If I see a sword, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, and, that's true. And if there's that a camera sense. around, I'm going to do a funny sword picture. Uh, it's Again, it's just how it is. I, all I'm saying is that early in my life, I I just sort of uh, Realized that that you can't look cool doing this. Like it's it's just the one guy, and um, you I could did, definitely look. I googled look "Sean cool.
2: Baby Sword" to see if I could <laughs> find anything. Yeah,
0: everybody uh, needs to do that. Did you find anything good?
2: Um, no, you're like very sword related, sword adjacent. Like you've okay. written about things that feature swords. It looks like a lot, like some video games and stuff. But I see. no immediate picture of you with the sword. There is the two um, searches that it suggests are katana. And comedy writer.
0: <laughs> Equally valid. I guess that's what those two He's things are. He's big in the
1: Katana community. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm, a,
0: I'm a Katana or Or ken uh, as, as we call them. Writers. <laughs> jumping ahead already. <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> yeah. This is going to be so hard to, to like sort of go through the show just because uh, there's so many insane little moments in it. All but right, I, I would I, like
1: I, to start with the opening montage. Because it's amazing that they managed to make me embarrassed in an opening montage. (laughs) I did not think I don't think I've ever been embarrassed via montage before. It's just just showing like brief one second clips of anything from the show makes you just go like, oh, my God, I can't watch this.
0: And again, there's the failure of it. But I feel like if when I watch YouTube videos of people chopping through shit, they're obviously like nerds. But like you kind of look at you're saying, that's kind of that looks really fun. This guy's having a good time. Good for him. Whereas the show, you just add a tiny touch of production and then also failure. And you're like, well, this is the fucking stupidest shit I've ever seen. Why did Why did anyone do this? It's a really hard thing to mess up.
2: I was just shocked at the lack of empathy I had for these people. Like, as you know, <laughs> like when we watch documental and stuff, I feel bad for those guys. When we watch uh, most of this stuff, I'm like, oh, this is a little sad. These people, I was like, no, I think, deserve your I think they deserve this. Yeah, I think that they, um, you know.
0: Go home know. sad, Craig. <laughs>
2: yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I was vicious. I, and you know I laughed I, a lot.
0: <laughs> you know who I felt
3: bad for?
1: Who? Goldberg. I, th- I never thought I never thought I would say this about Goldberg. Yeah. He's too good for this. I, I don't think anybody thought
0: they'd don't say that. disagree. Uh, I think he was going for intense and he was hitting cranky, but he was also trying to be like in the spirit of it. So if, like, he's watching these like dumb assholes fail, and in something he would um, shame any pro wrestler for. If anyone was this bad at, at what he's chosen to do with his life, uh, they would be humiliated and kicked out of the locker room. But he's like. Talking about them like they're his little brothers and sisters. Like, oh, they're really tra- putting their heart into it out there. Um, That's I,
2: the announcer guy that wasn't yeah. the special forces guy. Yeah. yeah he, I thought he was having a ball. I didn't feel bad for him at all. Like, when 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 that when the one guy's, like, sword broke, he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he, <laughs> I felt like he was having a great day.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, he might be having a good
1: time, but it's, it's done some damage to, to the Goldberg brand, which, again... I didn't. I don't think anybody's ever uttered that sentence in human history. Done some damage to the Goldberg yeah, it brand. He
0: was a really big wrestling star, and he should be better than this. But it's also it kind of where kind of best case scenario for an old wrestler to land, I guess. It's like
1: seeing Macho Man lose an argument at a Mac, like with a McDonald's employee.
0: Like it's,
3: <laughs> no, yeah, like I know Macho it Man, happens,
0: but I'm glad you brought up Macho Man though, because if Macho Man hosted this. He would be Macho Man. He would be like, "Oh, look at the knives, brother!" And everybody be like, "Oh, Macho Man's fucking doing his Macho Man thing." This Bill Goldberg is like, "Hi, I'm fucking Regis Philbin, but just kind of giant." You know, he's yeah, not like bringing any of his own it. energy. Macho Man and, uh, would save it. Yeah, Macho yeah I Man. had no
2: idea he was a wrestler or anything. Like they should have mentioned that, but they just introduced him as like a guy.
0: Yeah, I he, I don't know. I don't know how wrestling licensing works, but if you probably say WCW's Bill Goldberg, you have to pay Vince McMahon you know, $800 a minute or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, but his co-host is Special Forces Green Beret, long martial arts master. That's how he's introduced. And I looked him up and I found a very glowing article about him with a million photos taken all on the same day. So clearly there was a, a publicity press to make this guy, like, the badass guy, right? Uh, he's got no IMDb credits uh, other than this. Uh, I think... God, what, a, what was he on? I think he was in a Call of Duty game is what I found. Because something about him rings real false. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that convinces, like, a TV producer to think he's a badass. But I watched six episodes of the show, and not once did he say a single thing that was coherent or useful about knives or martial arts.
2: I thought uh, the exact same thing. That's so that's funny. Excellent. Like, I wrote that down. Like, I don't believe that this guy is who he says he is. He, he seems like – He might be in the
0: military, but uh, – I I just don't buy him at all.
2: I think yeah. it's
1: the surfer voice. Like he talks, he talks like he's making fun of a surfer from like the 1980s. It's like, a, right. it's a very Spicoli voice. <laughs> and, uh, it's very at odds with like, I'm a green bright. Like you could be, I mean, people talk different all over, but I'm, I just, I'm physically incapable of being afraid of that guy. Like that guy <laughs> has, has a blunt. He wants to share with me and I know it. Yeah. It, yeah, it could
2: be, too, that he, like Sean said, he just didn't have much to add. But then at the same time, how much is there to say about a guy hidden a box would, with a knife?
0: I would like, argue a ton. I feel like the amount of, like, education that has to be given to the viewer to say, like, what this person's doing and why it's cool and how this knife is better than some other knife. It's like uh, that should be really a rich place to talk and explore in. And this guy's just like, here he comes. He's got a knife. This is a type of knife used for stabbing, probably. I don't know. And then there'll be like an ADR of him reading the Wikipedia of the knife. Like, that's the other thing is the production values are real bad. And clearly on the first time through, they're like, dude, we are not explaining anything to the viewer. So let's go back in, record some new dialogue. Anyway, uh, I, I just feel like he knows less about martial arts than like a casual Lorenzo Llamas fan. He just doesn't, whatever he knows about knives does not translate well into mangling a wooden crate and I don't know what he brings to the show. You just say on this show Lorenzo Lamas and Macho
1: Man as hosts.
2: Oh my gosh yeah Lorenzo Lamas could do great. I felt like the guy wasn't maybe he is special forces but he's not an entertainer like he's not he doesn't know how to do the
0: or a communicator.
2: Yeah like he yeah the only thing he ever I think the first episode like the only things he says are like no that guy's not (laughs) doing a good job he should do better at that and it's like, yeah, bud, we all know that. We don't need that commentary. We no. can see the guy about to have a Heart Attack as he like hacks away at the crate.
0: <laughs> I didn't uh, take any sound clips from the show, but I did write down uh, his opening line. He tells the contestants, if your techniques are on point, if you choose the right angles, have efficient movement, you can win this competition. Which I found this to be as close to nothing as a person can say. Like this is NPC chatter for a boxing game. It's just absolutely nothing. And they're like, okay, okay, too long. Yeah, yeah are angles and efficient <laughs> movement. Compared to what? Like we don't even know what we're fucking doing yet. Uh, no one has any idea how to follow this advice, nor do any of them do it by accident. Uh, I would argue that uh, from an angles and efficient movement uh, standpoint, these people uh, are zero oh. out of tens across Riff. the board.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just I think like, that's the
0: point of the show. Yes.
2: Yeah, it, I angles in efficiency like none Mm -hmm. of them none of them did that at all and they're all so tired and so sweaty yep and like not (laughs) no one trained for this no they're (laughs) trying so hard
1: the the conceit (laughs) of this show one of the major conceits is that they have a guy there to review the knives for safety to make sure they can yeah to make sure that, that guy rules but to make sure that they can like take place safely in this competition and they don't have that guy for the contestants there's not a doctor there that's like can you physically walk across this course like let's ignore the knife stuff can you make it and if they can't they can't compete and I say there's like four of them that would just be out
0: yeah
2: yeah they're so frail
0: Goldberg could have done this part he could have like tossed some medicine balls hey can you catch this you little fucker and then if they (laughs) die then they're out Uh, Let me
1: see you lift that knife eight times in a row. Can you do that? That's
0: that's a test. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way any (laughs) of these people would pass a physical. Uh, So okay, let's talk about the courses because that's the structure they introduce the show in. They the first course uh, is knife fight, Uh, and I got so excited.
1: uh, (laughs) I was like, knife fight. We're starting right off with knife fight. (laughs)
2: You're ready um, to watch some people die? <laughs> yeah, I
1: thought. I thought. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to see which one of these people is secretly has you know the will of a winner.
0: It's fucking Hunger <laughs> and Games and shit. This is a series of little obstacle courses. The first one is called Trailblazer, and you have to cut through six little closet nails, and then this <laughs> drops a big torch into a burn barrel. I like. Uh, it's a bit much, and then he needs so much help making this look cool. Like yes. they, they God, made them go look
2: cool.
1: go through this once, like without that, and we're like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah,
0: <laughs> what do yeah. we? What do we do?
2: Honestly, they should have all been like that first one where it was super easy to do, but it looked pretty cool. Right, like they, as they progressively get harder, it gets much nerdier.
0: Because this is so easy to do, I I really think if. A- a 10-year-old tried to chop through these closet dowels they could. Like, you can snap a closet dowel in half by letting a woman move into your home. Boom, roasted, 1990s-style ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the one joke Sean has prepared, and it's that.
2: Women be shopping.
0: <laughs> I like the. I like that you think I had that prepared. No, I did. I, I spent all night writing that joke. Uh, the, ne- <laughs> the next one is called Stick and Move. And uh, it's only the second event and everything's officially stupid because this one is about hacking through a big ass wooden crate and then two plastic buckets. And they're all filled with sand and enough sand has to fall out that a counterweight that it's attached to touches the floor. That they did not
1: balance a counterweight that nobody went through because a few people make it through that and like absolutely slash the bucket open it it eviscerates it falls everywhere and the counterweight does not touch the ground they're like oh that's a penalty You're like, yeah, what penalty. the
0: fuck are you even talking about then what's the point of this right they added some adr in to help explain this that like it has to touch the bottom because that isn't explained to them at, during the competition but uh the idea i think was that they have to knock enough out that uh that they have to get it to hit the ground before it's too tall for them to stab
2: Yes. Yeah. That was part of it was that it's getting higher and higher. So it's harder to hit it at like a good angle right. as the sand comes out. Cause there were some people that were shorter that were like jumping to get to the crate,
1: <laughs> which yes. was very, a very funny wrinkle. I will give you. It's they knew that, that people trying to like hop in the air and stab something above them is always going to be physical yeah. comedy gold. So good on them for that one.
0: Um, and then uh, next up is, ice pick which is just a three foot block of ice and it has a little vein of blood in the center which is like just <laughs> cutely gruesome like like a set designer was kind of winking at us like yoohoo i'm a murderer i just murdered a little bit <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's the thing that's the point in the montage when i saw that they flashed that briefly and i got very embarrassed like oh no it's not enough to chop through the ice block you're like and this could have been a guy look how yeah. tough we are yeah. what if yeah, that imagine. was a guy? What if you were murdering fucking Iceman? What if you were killing him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so right. I bet if you did stab Iceman enough times, you'd, he'd eventually bleed and would be really awkward. A really, really sad issue of, of X-Men.
1: And we know exactly uh, what that would look like.
0: It's true. Uh, the next uh, event is, again, uh, as you might have noticed, none of these have a lot to do with knives. Like this is uh, only about 20% of the objects on this show is something you would use a knife or a sword to kill. Uh, so it's just sort of the wrong tool for the job, like demolishing a house with a spoon. So it, it has an element of nerd, but also stupid. Uh, but the next one is actually a good ni- knife event. It's called Lifeline, and it's a chicken and a fish hanging on a rope. <laughs> <And you laughs> I cut them in or die.
2: You have to cut it in half in one slice through the middle. They're so the specific, middle.
0: and the middle, kind of in the middle. They're they're really generous, uh, and it's un- there's there's no like lines on the chicken or the fish to say here's the middle. And there's a few guys that clearly miss the middle. Uh, yeah,
2: but the one woman she she missed like she did through the leg, I think yeah, is what they she, said. You missed and them. they were I like, can't. Oh, get out of here. Going for
1: strategy. <laughs> I loved that they you could have tried to make this look tough with like a big slab of meat, like from Rocky. Right. Like just a big slab of meat and you gotta get through that or something. That's like hacking your way through just a, a meat pillar. It's a column of meat. But uh, you think they, they had used... the
2: budget for like ribs, though, Brockway? Maybe I don't not. Think they had the because what they ribs.
1: what they did have the budget for was a five ninety nine chicken
2: for like a little <laughs>
1: mini chicken. It's not. It's just like a little mini chicken from the store that they've hung up.
0: Right, and that's, that's the first like thing they cut through. Fifty sixty dollar red snapper. Like yeah. we're making fun of the budget, but there's no expenses like skirted around on this. I would say that every time they run this, it probably costs them five to $600, uh, not counting, like, the crew fees. Like, to they just make all these ropes, to get a big block of ice with blood inside it. Like, none of this is cheap. All of this.
1: The crates, the buckets, all of this. I, I think Red Lobster would buy it. <laughs>
2: I think After contestants the are paying to be on the show. I think Red if love. they're like, please let us be on the show. I really I need I have this katana and I need to use it.
0: I they could have charged these people a fee, absolutely. Well, but, let's talk about what they might win. Okay. I don't even remember the price. <laughs> it's, like it's, the, it's the
1: right to possibly compete for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> The entire, that's the entire contest. Yeah. You win nothing for the, if you, win, if you win this competition, which nobody did, uh, yeah. which There's nobody nothing. ever will, you, 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 can, you can compete in the final competition and only the winner of that will make $20,000, <laughs> <laughs> which is not enough to buy a certified used Toyota Camry, uh, <laughs> So that's, that's the prize yeah. is not this certified used Toyota Camry. They could wheel it out there and say, right. "You, if you win this competition, you only have to give us $5,000 for this car.
0: <laughs> this competition is for independently wealthy stab masters only. Like you can't take a day off of work and come here for the chance of winning $20,000 nine months from now. Uh, so, oh, there's, there's one last one. It's called Curtain Call. Uh, and it's just a big dripping wall of meat and uh, then a big thing of sheet metal. And so you have to cut through both of those. Uh, And the sheet metal really is uh, a nasty thing for knives to cut through. Nobody really has a good time with that one. Uh, I don't even think anyone gets to that in this episode. Uh,
1: No.
2: No. In the first episode, the fish got anyone that made it that far.
1: Nobody in in a competition of absolute knife masters forging the deadliest weapons on earth, true masters of their craft, not, none of them can cut fish, is the lesson now, they accidentally you, wound up proving.
2: You've said forging, Brockway. And one of the biggest problems that I have with this show that I think makes it so, so nerdy is that a number of these people just bought a sword.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't They could. They didn't have to forge the sword. They could just buy it. And several of them did. And we're just yeah, like... It's,
2: it's like if Project One Way was just people buying nice clothes and then walking around and being like, look what I bought. <laughs>
0: like, I bought this shirt. And Tim Gunn's like, I don't like it, designers. <laughs> now step back. I'm going to transform into a bat. <laughs> <laughs> i do a perfect Tim Gunn. I'm just glad you brought him up. Uh, yeah, uh, there's another, <laughs> uh, another line I wrote down from the end of this where it says, your time ends when you plunge your blade through this tree stump. And I think that was another funny thing about the show is that the copywriters are clearly like Renaissance fair dorks and Goldberg doesn't have any notes for the script. He's just takes these fucking pages they hand him and reads them. So every line he's reading cold and like super like nerdy. And it just seems like hacks on Jim Duggan is your dungeon master. Um, <laughs> You know what? I take it back because that would be fucking rad. All, of, all yeah. of our
1: suggestions would make this work.
0: Yeah, I keep fucking it up and improving their show.
1: If instead of whatever uh, this was, it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan running a D&D campaign and you have to, like, LARP it out while he describes what's happening
0: in your adventure, the best incredible. show ever made.
2: Yeah, that's, that's got to be on Amazon Prime somewhere right now.
0: Uh, USA, Hacksaw. I roll to USA. And Hacksaw would say, USA! U.S. and that's all we would do for an hour, just like a hacksaw, Jim Duggan wrestling match.
1: So you we were both out of breath, sweaty, in danger of having a coronary. Oh, over usa Stand, it again, brother. Standing
0: sixty ninety. <laughs> uh, <there's, Double. laughs> speaking of standing sixty ninety, there's uh, this. The show kind of has a hunk, but a weird one. Uh, his name is Travis Wartz, and he knows a lot about forging blades. And uh, we can cut some of this because I might get mean, but he kind of looks like a baby driving a buff guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you watch the show, Nathan, for you, there's this episode where they hired a maniac to age-progress kids to show what they would look like as adult athletes. And he basically sort of remapped their, their faces on fitness models, like like GoldenEye 64 style. And that's kind of what Travis Schwartz looked like to me. Like, the, like he kind of just looks like a baby's face smeared across a, a, like a giant man's body. It's definitely and, kind um, of
1: a somebody trying out the beard filter on like, yeah. on Snapchat kind of thing. Just it is this? Let's see how that looks. I swear, it even moves around a little.
0: Like he just has that broad-shouldered, like athletic muscle man body, but like uh, he was clearly meant to to be like a choir boy or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's like he he took what genetics gave him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you, genetics. I'm going to turn into a, a killer gorilla. <laughs> like, so he, yeah
2: like he had the vibe of tom hanks and big like yes. he's he's the tom hanks and big guy who's just happy to be here really yeah. likes dives kind of kind of a cuddly big guy and then he stands next to these poor contestants and you're like oh he shouldn't do that
0: yeah he could snap every single one of these people in half like he could fight goldberg and uh, but he also <laughs> has like, this shy way he carries himself like like he's been a nerd until like just a year of hgh ago and uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, like I love the two, the two tests. He's the
1: guy that tests all their blades. So to test them, he standing like slashes these mats in half, which looks kind of cool. And yeah. it's way cooler than anything they do in this competition. 100%. So he's the only guy. Only guy. That's that gets the, best to do part,
2: the best part of the show is when he he tests it. And also, he's the only one who seems to know anything about knives, actually. And I think that they added more of him to the show later. Did you guys get that?
0: Like, oh that was vibe. a good idea yeah if they made yeah. that choice that's a good choice
2: because it seemed like in the beginning they're like oh he's just gonna test your knife and they did that segment with him and then they were like you know what we're also gonna bring him back at the end to tell them why they didn't do a good job or whatever and yep. like essentially he becomes the host of the show
1: that's true just, he again, like a good takes choice. over
2: <laughs> yeah
1: because they realized <laughs> he, he was the only one who came across looking good the whole time they're like oh shit that looked that ruled can you can you do that with your knife and they put him out there and like oh
0: no <laughs> he, that's, uh, that's bad. he also does a good job of educating like he'll say like he'll, he talks about parts of the knife that aren't really explained but you can tell there's there's a depth of knowledge out there he's like oh your haft is a little too thin here and blah 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 and uh, there was just a taste of this and I feel like they should have gone like full on like stats and powers like each knife should have had its own bashing and stabbing ratings and stuff like that uh, I feel like it it was sad that it didn't have that because it so clearly needed it and Travis Wart's job was to sort of explain to the viewer why this knife might be better than this knife at certain things. And he kind of doesn't uh, as as much as he should, I guess. Um, I also, there's this moment where he takes their knife and he's like, oh, thank you for handing you handing me your knife. Uh, and then he goes like, boom, boom. And he cuts through the thing. And then he like gets calm again and hands the knife back. And I think uh, there's these transitions between like stabbing and calm is, is maybe what needs to work like when you watch a samurai movie a samurai's like totally chill all the time and then they're like Hu-ya! and then they cut and then there's like this moment where they like get rid of that energy and then slide the sword back in and I feel like that's the only cool way to do it and so watching Travis take your knife oh thanks for the knife <laughs> <laughs> here's your knife pal it's just it's fucking weird <laughs>
1: No. I don't no. know what you're talking about. There was a samurai in this, and he was cool as hell. <laughs> that, oh dude, God. that
0: dude. They, after he's all the this, they come to that middle aged samurai, and he's like, That's a real scary course. I <laughs> think this? he has, I think his first line uh, is,
1: I sure hope my blade doesn't break. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
2: Oh, yes. guess. and I, I actually did. That was the only guy that I had like a, a monochrome of sympathy for because he talked about like how hard it was to get that blade. And I yeah. wanted to like yell at the TV, like, don't do this to it. Like, this is <laughs> not going to be good for it.
1: OK, well, what he says is that he that you're not allowed to to take a, a sharpened blade out of Japan. And he <laughs> so what he did He's was in a break at the airport. So so what he had to do was he found a Japanese smith in China. Motherfucker, you bought your sword from China. They all say that. Like they say that my fucking mouse pad was made by a Japanese master, but it's $4. So you know it's not. <laughs>
0: you, have, you have a mouse pad made by a Japanese master
1: <laughs> oh, oh, and I have mouse a mouse pad made by a, made by a Chinese sweatshop That doesn't care about lying to me Which is exactly <laughs> what, he has. Yes, he that's has, what he has He has a made-in-China sword
0: And we all see <laughs> it And he has an adult karate instructor That I would say also lied to him a little bit
1: Oh, him, uh, uh, we need to specify at this point This is a, a grown adult uh, White man a little he's
2: comfortably, like fifty years old.
1: Yeah, a little, right. a little over the hill, and uh, he he is dressed in full, tight? full authentic samurai garb the whole time, <laughs> uh, except for anybody again? anybody? anybody,
0: uh, except for his little finished. fucking shoes, except yeah. for his sneakers,
1: <laughs> except for his New Balance sneakers. So he's in a full samurai outfit, except for little white New Balance sneakers,
0: and it's. Yeah. New Balance. That had to have been like thrown upon them at the day of cuz there's a jiu-jitsu guy Rodrigo that also has weird shoes on. I feel like they probably said you guys can't go barefoot. Even though a real samurai would wear like the wooden sandals and a real jiu-jitsu guy would be barefoot. I think they're like you have to wear sensible shoes for safety.
2: Yes, they seem to be very concerned about these people's safety because they made them wear a full bulletproof vest. Yes. And I like when they first interviewed the very first person. They were wearing a bulletproof vest. I was like, "What?" Yeah, what <laughs> and then I realized on? they make them wear all wear that. And I was like, "They think someone's going to attack them as they're stabbing mm-hmm. a chicken."
0: Yeah, a but they only got one from uh, Afghanistan. He might just shoot you. Is my point, contestants? <laughs> let's talk about the contestants because when I first saw the show, I thought they'd handpicked them from every corner of the nerd kingdom to embarrass them. Uh, my wife was watching, and I, I was like dude, is this like a really old show? Because it had that mean-spirited like 2000s era humiliation to it. Uh, But I don't think it was intentional at all. I think some of these people are like local or national champions at whatever this thing is.
2: Blade Sports, Sean. That's what it's called. I wrote it down. Blade Sports.
0: (laughs) Thank you for writing that down. (laughs) I would have forgotten it. Yeah, these and are. They called
2: them blade wielders who play blade sports. <laughs> it's
0: fantastic. I think I do
1: believe this is the best the knife world has to offer. I yeah. I think they put out the call. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they uh, I think only these people showed up, and uh, wow. this was it.
2: Well, yeah, um... like I, I believe that blade sports is real, but I also believe that it's entirely a cover for people who want to practice stabbing.
0: I don't disagree to that. Yeah, I, I think do, that's that's the I grew up country enough that I enjoy like playing with knives and stabbing stuff. And I if if something like this was in my town, I, me and my friends could have been like, let's go try our hand at the stabbing competition. But um, so I mean, I, I feel some sympathy for these people and, and like getting caught up in a hobby that's kind of embarrassing. See, um, it's
1: the it's the inspection thing that makes me think this is who showed up. Like I, I think they, right. they did not get the pull that they wanted because otherwise this inspection part where like they see whether or not you can go out on the course with this blade would have happened off camera as the first thing you do. 100%. <laughs> but they, yeah, but they were like, no, no, we got to, what would they do if it just broke? They'd be like, uh, I guess you got to go home and that's good TV. <laughs> yes.
0: And Goldberg has to pull a chunk of Katana shrapnel out of himself. But, uh, Let's talk about Carl because he's a Holtzville samurai. He has a black belt in Iao. I don't know. It's it's a style of martial arts that I'm not familiar with. It's uh, ergonomic sneakers. Ergonomic sneakers. And he, he bought the katana, which absolutely fucking sucks for this competition. And he does like a full, he's such a weeb. He does like a full on tea ceremony thing to hand Travis the katana. He's like, I got to <laughs> test your sword. All right, first I got to get down on my knees and do some bows. And, <laughs> and he you what with the two hands like it. I've seen in the movies. But, but here's what, Tra- what I love about Travis is he isn't it. My instinct is to make fun of this person, but Travis is just like this fucking rules. Thank you for bringing this energy into my life in this show. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he just genuinely seems to think this is all totally cool. Uh, yeah, and, yeah,
2: I thought he was gonna hug that guy. He's yeah. Like, oh, I love that.
0: More like this guy. He Travis doesn't like the wiggle of the sword, so he has to oh, test wow. it. And then Carl's response to that is "Hi," which I loved. Gave him a little bow and everything. This guy, fucking Carl.
1: Um,
0: so, do you have his quote? Uh, I just wrote down that he said
1: "Hi." What, what did he say? <laughs> he says, "There is a confidence and a spirit that shoots through the blade and into me." And you, you it's a really nerdy thing to say, but pay attention to what he said. He said, there's a confidence and a spirit that shoots through the blade and into me. Not your brain makes that reverse. You're like, yes. my confidence shoots into the blade. He said, I'm empowered yeah. by holding a sword, is what he said.
0: Yes. Which you're not supposed to say out loud. When he stabs his wife with the sword, he takes her confidence. Uh, so when Carl cuts out on the course, it's, it's really funny because he's in his full, like Samurai pajamas. And then they add some ADR of Toulon coming in later to read the Katana Wikipedia page because he didn't say fucking shit about it the day they recorded this. The, this knife expert saw a guy with a ninja blade and he's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> Carl completely wrecks the dowels. <laughs> it, he's like samurais through all the closet dowels. And then he comes up on the wooden crate and you're like, well, this is the wrong tool for this job. And Carl agrees. And so he starts doing like stabs, like, If you played Ninja Turtles, this is like the basic Leonardo stab. He's just like two-hand stabbing this wooden crate. Clearly, this is going to take 12 or 13 days to cut through. And it's the first thing that's happened on the show, and you're just immediately sad. You're just like, oh, I'm watching someone fail.
2: Oh, forever. And he's going right into the middle of the crate instead of like at the sides, like everybody else did. Like he has no idea how to tackle this crate. Or at the, I don't know, at the bottom? Just not the middle. That's like the one place you don't go. It's clearly the strongest <laughs> he, part of the crate, man. He
1: knew, though. He clearly, that's the second he started doing it after his maiden Chai comment. I'm like, oh, he knows he's going to break his sword. And okay. they foreshadowed that the start by him being, I hope my sword doesn't break it. So you know right there, like, oh, he's worried... It's his stupid little toy sword is going to break if he does anything but this. And, and he's right.
0: I think his idea was that he would stab it and make a hole, and that all the sand would fall out the hole like a cartoon. And then it would just oh. slowly go. Like he just thought, all I got to do is puncture it. And
2: yeah, like a complete misunderstanding of physics right. on
0: TV. And uh, he just kind of whacks at it a little bit. And then I don't know, just kind of gives up. And the two lamb. This is this is two lambs' best comment. He says like, "No, nah, this is like no way to kill a man. Like in special forces, you make sure that thing is dead before you move on. Like this <laughs> is his area of expertise. You don't you just put- stop stabbing something
1: in the middle of it. We never leave. <laughs> never leave a wooden crate alive. Yeah, we put I two in the skull.
2: Oh, yeah. I said he, he's mad. The guy didn't kill the bucket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never- you make sure that thread is down
0: before you move on.
2: That bucket full of sand knows that you have a family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carl Carl moves on from from his failure uh, and he starts slashing through the ice and he bends his sword. Uh, It's it's not quite at a 90 degree angle. It's like at a 45 degree angle, but his fucking Chinese ninja sword is broken and he tries to bend it back with the sneakers I'm like that'll do it, Carl. Good job, buddy. <laughs> so we get one, one shot,
1: one beautiful, perfect shot of the white nerd samurai trying to bend his <laughs> broken Chinese sword in his full samurai garb with his new balance sneakers. You're like, yes,
0: yes, this it is really- everything. The montage at the start of the show should have just been that on, this- a, on a loop. The savage uh, in me it's just appeals to this. Oh, yes. I want to I want to see, show that in slow motion. Give me his tears. When he doesn't cut through the fish, he does almost cry. And <laughs> he walks off in shame. Uh, with all of his sword confidence. And then he actually says to camera, uh, my sword didn't break and my spirit, spirit didn't break. But like, they both fucking did. We watched it both. <laughs> we watched it happen to they both. Bent.
2: They bent, for sure.
0: He
1: also yeah. says to camera... I took that fish for granted. (laughs) Oh, anyway, the sword didn't break. My spirit didn't break. It It didn't (laughs) even. It didn't, you did. It did. They
2: both did.
1: You came up short (laughs) of inert fish. You weren't good. You weren't as good as as a fish that did nothing. And he has the nerve.
2: It's a single. It (laughs) is. His spirit wasn't that buoyed by the sword. Apparently,
1: his sword confidence failed him. He bowed to the course that defeated him. He bowed to Uh, that fish.
0: My fucking Carl, you couldn't start the show with a better guy. Like he's so perfect to just demonstrate the way the school system failed so many of us. Uh, (laughs) David is next. Uh, He was on the main show, Fortune Fire, where he did not win, and he comes here today with a homemade bolo knife. Which is kind of just a big curved Bowie knife, um, which again is not explained to the viewer what what this knife uh, what makes this knife special or effective. Uh, he is uh, four feet tall. Uh, and Travis does not think much of his knife so we, so right off the bat you're like I don't think David's gonna win this
2: yeah and like he Travis is so nice usually and then you like to have him be like there's like a chip in this knife right here like yeah. that's not good I was like oh that's definitely not good or he no. would not bring that I felt like a knife expert after watching like one guy do this and I was like oh I totally yeah. that knife is not gonna work
0: it's <laughs> like this knife's a also- piece of shit who made this piece of shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: did sir the hobbit that down-
0: here uh goldberg is so an funny natural- that
2: they they called him an expert like yes. he was on forge and fire he's a knife expert and then they're like oh he lost on Forge and fire <laughs>
1: didn't do well he brings that up he says i came in second place and you could phrase that as like that's pretty good but he immediately is like i, I won't let it happen here <laughs> Just like, okay so you view that as a personal failure that haunts you got it and then when yes. later before like the knife test he says I'm feeling a lot of anxiety. I just want to cut something.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, I wrote down, I just want to cut something too. Did not, don't want to hear that from anyone ever. I don't want to hear not that like from that, that guy
1: specifically. From somebody's, un, some beautiful woman's unhappy best friend. I don't want to hear that.
0: From his on-camera work to his uh, uh, knife making to his uh, physicality, I would say David is uh, zero, 0 out of 10 for every, all these. Uh, mm. No, no yeah. stats. Uh, Goldberg, like myself, is a natural bully, and so he immediately starts making fun of David's size, uh, but not with a joke. Just the casual observations of someone who wants you to feel bad about yourself. He's just like, "Yeah, this guy's like barely bigger than this knife. Fuck this fucking little guy." <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, 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 this made me remember this moment in Goldberg's career where he was uh, doing the color commentary on an MMA show, and I feel like it was, uh, it wasn't UFC. It was like an off-brand. It might have been Brock Lesnar's first. Uh, Pro fight, which I think is why I was watching it Uh, And they cut to a crowd shot Tracy Ullman was in the crowd And she was sitting next to someone ugly And Goldberg, as the color commentator Professional announcer, says What is she sitting next to? (laughs) And so there is precedent For Goldberg just fucking saying Really hurtful things for no reason Uh,
2: Oh my gosh
0: Yeah, it was fucked up Because his his co-broadcaster was just like "What What the fuck, dude? (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, you could tell there's a real tension in the In the booth uh, but anyway David just casually marches through the stupid closet Dowels and <laughs> Immediately his knife just Obliterates on the wooden box Like it's Incredible. the third swing I think And he's made
1: no progress And he just yeah. It just shatters exactly Like and you can see you can visibly See him flash back to Travis Criticizing his yes. knife and how mad he was at that He's just like no No it can't be
0: that's funny you bring that up because uh we should talk about that that all these people when travis criticizes their knife they take it very personally like this this knife is them and travis is like this shit sucks and 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 you should feel bad about yourself and they do (laughs) well no that's
1: what they hear he's like there's a little bit of a dull spot here and then it shows you his face and all of the murderous emotions that he does (laughs) not process and will come back yes
2: yeah they, they zoom in too they love it they're like look at this nerd feels sad about this little chip in his knife and, <laughs>
1: and then i, then I he hope breaks david in. doesn't
0: listen this is gonna send david over the edge if he hears three people making fun of him <laughs>
1: making fun of his knife
0: <laughs> specifically
1: yeah,
0: right
2: his knife that snapped unlike anybody else that broke their knife nobody broke it like that his knife flew
0: yeah and uh, I think maybe having an untrained, tiny, amateur knife maker hack through a crate uh, with a homemade knife, that was a bad idea. I just think all of this was a really bad idea. But a uh, great guy, Travis, comes in and he's like, got to say something to make this guy feel better. So he says, you are <laughs> you had good edge geometry. <laughs> <His> knife, <laughs> this knife had some pretty good edge geometry, David. Uh, yeah, and he, he gives made some,
2: that up on the spot. Yeah,
0: yeah that David's means not going to Google that. You instantly uh, clock that. He gives, he gives the little guys like a fucking chunk of knife back. He's like, here's your tip. <laughs> he just gives him a shattered remains of his humiliation. Uh, so that's the show so far is just two hilarious failures. And then next up is Rodrigo, who is a Brazilian grappler, uh, judo and Jitsu. I have no idea if he's good. Uh, they show a very brief clip of him doing fine. Uh, he has a copus, which is like a thin bolo. That's all we know about it because Tulam, uh, his explanation for it is uh, not, it, this was a hoplite sword. They would use it to like, okay. So like they had spears. And then when the spears were done, they had this. And uh, as he puts it, man, I tell you what. That was uh, that was Tulam's expert explanation of this sword. Is that it's similar to a sword that man, I tell you what. And then uh, Goldberg said carnage. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> a great
1: Goldberg edition.
0: Yeah, he's he's That's he what you're here for. Uh Rodrigo has real stab maniac energy. I kind of, uh, I thought yeah, he was hey, pretty good on this show. Oh, he-
2: yeah. He he stands like a video game NPC. Like his arms are kind of out. Like he's always ready to start <laughs> moving.
0: Yep. Like, there's only three frames of Rodrigo animation. Just this sort of hunched gorilla walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says, <laughs> I don't <laughs> He says, every morning I make the
1: orange juice with my blade. You know I love it. And then we cut to a scene of him making orange juice
0: with his sword.
1: And he loves it.
0: He does. He loves it. He's not he lying. Rodriguez, a simple <laughs> man. Loves to stab. No second thing. <laughs> That's all the
1: personality <laughs> I need is that like you don't have to do the rest of this. If you just had that scene of that guy, like, I'm rooting for that guy now. The rest of what you've done makes me not root for him. But if you just showed me, like, Every morning, I make the orange juice with my blade. You know I love it. And then he makes orange juice with his blade, and he goes,
2: "I love it." It's <laughs> <laughs> also like tiny little kitchen, enormous sword. I yeah. love that combo.
1: And he's just swinging it like toward his fridge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's his only silverware. Uh, uh, Tulam uh, makes a good point here, where he says he didn't release his hips because he also Rodrigo can't get through the fish, and so Tulam's like, "Yeah, the fucking guy isn't moving his hips when he swings." Uh, Which brings up uh, an important point uh, that nobody here seems to have any experience in making a sword hit harder than default. Like, nobody seems to have put any training into the martial art of of swinging a sword better than random asshole picks up sword, is my point. Wait,
1: did we we skip past his test phase? Because I loved his test phase the most. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Travis asks him, well like he asks everybody that didn't make their own blade which you shouldn't be allowed to do this competition if you didn't make your own blade but he says who made your blade and he says it's a guy up a mountain you know he's good with (laughs) knives
2: knives.
0: (laughs)
1: it's a guy up a mountain you know he's good with knives. he got it from a knife hobo a magical knife hobo on a quest (laughs) that's all he knows
0: Uh, Uh, My favorite character
2: He doesn't want you to know where he got that
0: knife
2: Like you may as well have just said Don't ask buddy Yeah.
0: Uh, The next next we have Joe Carruthers Who's a North Carolina gal And she actually kind of blew my mind Because this is the first point in the show Where they demonstrate that this show is not a new invention Because this woman has experience In a competition like this show um, and she's carrying a knife that's clearly designed for this type of competition. It's called the Behemoth Chopper, and Travis loves it. Travis is like, oh, this is a great chopper for the, for knife-chopping competitions. And I, I, I was watching the TV, and I said, I can't fucking believe that they're not inventing this sport on the spot. It's amazing,
1: right? That was the revelation to me, too. I paused it there and rewound it to be like, is that right? Is that right <laughs> that this is a thing that they're just capitalizing on?
2: Right. Well, and we we should also note though that it's not like she's in an arena or anything. Like the the footage that they Correct. show of her competing in this sport looks like she's in someone's garage, and there's yeah. like twelve other people there watching her hack away at a closet dowel rod with a okay, machete. So
0: a very valid point. I don't even think she was doing that well. I but but she <laughs> no, this she thing exists
2: like she was <laughs> <pretty> terrible. <laughs>
0: right, Sorry. and it has its own equipment. I guess is the is the thing that sort of blew my mind is that. Uh, they're still kind of bringing in samurais and mountain maniacs when, like, there is a, a standardized thing specifically for this type of event.
1: See, I thought this yeah. was like UFC One, where they brought in just every hilarious stereotype yeah. they could find to see. Like, I don't know, maybe sumo's it. You don't know, we don't know. Let's let's see. And then it the... has
0: such a great UFC One energy. That's a that's a perfect way to put it.
1: But but this has apparently been happening. I just it makes me very uncomfortable. Is, I feel like UFC- if it happens in your town, they should tell you about it. Like there should be a notification yes, that agree. local maniacs are practicing stabbing in your area. Uh,
0: but, but Joe, um, she doesn't really have a costume or a personality. So they just put a brown shirt over her and uh, they're wearing bulletproof vests, like Lady mentioned. So she has a very Frankenstein look, like just they a small, angry, one, very one weak Frankenstein. Yeah, have one. <laughs> she has to share with Rodrigo. <laughs> so it smells a little like orange juice. Uh, so she she can't even really get through the closet towels. She's just kind of <laughs> just casually bonking these like Frankenstein, uh, and and Tulam tries to put a positive spin on it because uh, he says he says you know what she's not quitting. They're so sad watching this. This is and it's sad because like they went to the the world of chopping competitions and recruited this woman or like this this is the only person so far that has credentials and. She's just already tired. She fucking misses the middle of the chicken by like a half a chicken. and then she said, <laughs> I was proud of my performance. <laughs> like, what are you what are not the proud of take for you to feel shame, Joe? <laughs> yeah
2: I will say she was the first one that made me go like, oh, there is some skill to this because I, I watched her doing it. I was like, oh no, this is significantly worse than you the other people have done. I get that. be
1: bad. <laughs> Can we and we flash back. To her knife test. I didn't bring it up at the time because I wanted to wait until she had lost to flashback <laughs> to the moment where she says she made her own knife and Travis gives her holds a high five like way, way out of her range so that oh. she has to jump to high five him. And so it's the most patronizing high five. Yeah. He knew this was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, Travis is like, I can't put this in a nice way. I'm just going to give you an awkward high five. <laughs>
2: And I thought like at the time when he was like, oh, this is a really good knife. And it looked like a good knife to me, a sudden knife expert, because it was like mm-hmm. big and like thick. It looked like it could chop stuff. So I was like, OK, maybe this tiny little lady is going to come in and like beat everyone with really good yeah. technique. And then it became immediately apparent that wasn't going to happen I at
0: all. I don't think such a thing exists.
1: So far, every person has been beaten by meat or less. Meat or, <laughs> meat or not as impressive as, as meat. They've been lucky to get to a fish and have been destroyed by that fish.
0: <laughs> well, next up we got Kilt Guy and he seems like he's been training for this his whole life. He loves to chop and stab and he also uses a chopper that he made from junk around his house. Travis <laughs> is like, what the fuck are you making this out of? He's a like, ah, oh, true- some old tile. <laughs>
1: from- <laughs> a <laughs> true hobo's murder weapon. Made, <laughs> He's the guy up the mountain.
0: and he again seems so excited for this like 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 it's made for him and he just kind of boredly walks through the course and and i'm sort of at this point in the show i'm sort of thinking about this like a martial artist like i spent a couple decades of my life trying to maximize the damage i could do with my shin and for the record it's six grenades but like watching this guy try to hack through an ice block it's like scientifically uh with my expertise, I don't know if a human skeleton can hit something more gently. Like, I skate <laughs> harder than this guy swings a machete. Like, I, I I don't know how he did it. It took him 400 stabs to make a dent in this ice with a this fucking sword. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he started off looking really cool and like going through the, the rods really easy and everything. And then, yeah, he hit that iceberg and <laughs> just petered out really fast. Yeah.
0: Then he uh, what absentmindedly like doesn't make a dent in the chicken. I say cancel the show at this point. Like if you're filming this and you see this guy do this, you're like, okay, we can't fucking put this on TV.
1: You could take a survey back and be like, wait, has anybody got through the fish? Because the fish was not supposed to be a thing. Like the fish was supposed to look cool, when they got through it. And then the, we have like we have like eight other obstacles after this.
2: What Should we f- make it two chickens? Should <laughs> we just put another chicken out there?
0: I feel it like the whole show to edit needs to this. be. So someone got through the fish on the first episode. It would just t- take no effort. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so they didn't. And that's
1: they how didn't. little respect yeah. they have for them. They're like, no.
2: we like Because I'm never watching this again, obviously. I'm never <laughs> going to see the last half of that course be completed in my entire life. Because no one did it in the first episode. Yep.
0: Uh, <laughs> Craig is up next. Uh, Craig claims to be into African martial arts. Uh, but he looks like he's trains by cutting fruit in half in the Arby's parking lot in like South Carolina. And I don't think there's a ton of African martial arts schools in South Carolina. Uh, I also find it suspicious that he didn't name the style of African martial arts he does. Uh, I think this is just a man who bought a a Bowie knife. uh, From Palestine. Yes, it looks like it's made out of a love He uh, And he generally looks like he might kill Travis when Travis starts talking shit about the knife. Like he has real like... I did my five, but I'll go back in if you keep talking shit about my knife. Yeah,
1: they zoom in like, on his face, and he's. Yeah. But Travis is right. What he's saying isn't. He said it's like a fine knife or whatever this Bowie knife you bought from Palestine, which is a fucking crazy thing to do. Uh, and you do little side flips in a parking lot with it, which is also a crazy thing to do. Yeah. But it's also it's like eight inches long, and like this is a competition about chopping through large things, and he's
2: like, yeah, it's so tiny. Like, I know nothing about knives, but again, I was like, why would you why would you bring that?
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: immediately. Also knowing nothing about knives, you can spot like, oh, this is a problem based on physics.
2: (laughs) Like if you pulled out a Swiss Army knife, I would have had the same effect. Like, that makes no sense. Don't bring that here. (laughs) That's
0: not right. A I got this plastic plate, a knife plate. with my salad. I don't know why they gave it to me. Why would I need a plastic knife for a salad? Anyway, I haven't touched it. Uh, it's ready to go. Let's let's do it. Check it out, Travis. Um, and he would use it to slash through that
1: mat and be like, you're through because we need more people. There's not enough. <laughs> uh,
0: Tulam helps explain African martial arts because I'm not really an expert on that type of martial arts. Uh, it's pretty rare to find a school that teaches them. Uh, he explains that uh, they are African martial arts and that this knife could be used to breach, to eliminate the threat, and that's it. That's all he knows, is that you could use that knife uh, in Africa to kill somebody. Theoretically. Um, Craig drops the fucking knife on his first job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he also doesn't know how to hold knives.
0: Yes. He is, like, herking and jerking around, like, like just with a lot of manic energy, almost as if someone has no martial arts training. Uh, Just wild stabs his fucking blade shatters while he's mashing it against a plastic bucket uh, and he does not have a sense of humor about it uh, he is pissed off specifically he, the quote he has is I, I'm mad because I paid money for that blade <laughs> he's like <laughs> I'm disappointed in the blade because I paid some money for it that is <laughs> that way. is an
1: intention to murder
0: that is motive yes.
1: right there is what you're
0: giving motherfuckers us motherfucker's about to get stabbed with one tenth of a bowie knife absolutely
2: yeah, he's like one of the few people that didn't have an elaborate story about how he got his knife. And yet he's the most angry when it breaks.
0: <laughs> because yeah. he paid That's some cool. money for it. Well, Seven dollars.
1: <laughs> some this. amount of money.
0: <laughs> uh, next up is Boy Joe, who has who claims to have years of Blade sports competition. And he has a big old chopper cleaver. Uh, he's the 2017 Amateur Points Champion. Um, I believe that was the exact title he has. Uh, incredibly non-specific. Uh, anyway, it's a decorated chop veteran, and he has the raw athleticism of a dropped cheese wheel. And, and <laughs> he's, a, I, he's
1: a very large man in a much smaller man's cowboy outfit, <laughs> in, <laughs> in like a Walmart <laughs> cowboy outfit meant for. Yeah.
0: He looks a I was like, like oh, the a guy in the hat. Yeah, you gotta he's- have a cowboy.
1: He stands there. He comes out and he stands there, looking intense with his crazy knife. And the, like, my immediate thought, which was very cruel, was he looks like an assassin in a Cohen brothers movie, just like a goofy, out of his depth maniac with this strange yeah. weapon, and he's about to die in a ditch for laughs. And then Goldberg says, "Looks like an assassin in a Cohen movie." <laughs> <laughs> fucking said it out loud. He I wouldn't get it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Uh, That's the meanest thing you could say uh, to that guy. Okay.
0: <laughs> what I loved is that the, the closet dials are sort of set up one on the left, one on the right. And so this guy used his natural country training to like hokey poke through him. He's like line dancing, whack, whack, whack. And it seems like it has perfectly prepared him for this course. Like he blasts through the first part. And of course he can't get through the fish. And uh, Goldberg tells us, up, he says,
1: fucks it up. Only to have made it past the chicken. He's got to make it to the fish to even have a chance. <laughs> Those are the dramatic words we read halfway through this competition. Yep.
2: Yeah, I did write down that he knifed so good that I almost respected him. Like, Uh-oh. it did look like that guy had professional experience in whatever the hell this is.
0: Yeah, right up until the fish, and then he just kind of missed. He gives Uh-oh. it this limp little like whack. Like, Wait, what? what were you doing? <laughs> what happened there, Joe? Two Lamb has a great comment. He says, this is a nationally ranked champion. It should tell you how hard this course is, but it's just a fish he missed. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. So they bring back a
2: really hard fish, John. It's It's a really, really tough fish. It's like
0: flopping around. We make it sound like it's just a dead fish hanging, but no, it's a live fish on a line. I love it uh, when they melt down after not getting through
1: a fish. Like you have to, this is because he, he melts the fuck down. He starts ripping at his goggles and he goes, get these fucking things off me. <laughs> <laughs> you were psychologically dominated by a fish, by an inert fish.
2: Yeah. He said something like, I am a national champion.
0: <laughs> he got right on out. fish's face. He's like, you son of a bitch. You promised me you couldn't <laughs> have. Uh So they bring back Carl and Jiu Jitsu Rodrigo and Country Boy Joe uh, because none of them finished the course. uh, But they're due to the fish. The fish knocked out all of them faster than the others, or still have a knife with them. Um, But then they immediately kick Samurai Carl out. They only brought him back to say, Get out of here. It's the other two. (laughs) (laughs) Weeb. With your bent knife. (laughs) Use your new
1: balance to walk away, Carl. Those he are the property of the show. You can't take those with
0: you.
2: <laughs> Your sword's bent, so we don't like you anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, he gave a little bow, and then he says, uh, he, "He to the camera he goes. I should be holding the championship trophy right now." Like he's learned nothing. None of this has humbled poor Carl. If this was Deadliest Warrior, and this is really close to Deadliest Warrior, this would be definitive proof that Cowboy beat Samurai. Just so everyone knows. And uh, now we'll they have do the to final watch course. that Daniel Craig movie. Is that a Daniel Craig movie?
1: I think it's Cowboys versus Aliens, but this is the sequel. Oh, right. Oh, god.
0: I wonder how an alien would do in this course.
1: <laughs>
2: Bad. You did not get through the fish. I'll well, tell you that. Get,
1: nobody gets. Nobody fish. gets through that fish. They'll learn. They'll learn that the fish is the most powerful creature. An, in, yeah. an inert fish is, is our take deadliest that weapon. Back to
0: the stars. Does anybody have
1: uh, Rodrigo's quote when they tell him he's through? Oh, absolutely. Can you, oh wait, can maybe you, I have the
0: other quote. Uh, you you do it and see if it's the same as mine.
1: Uh, his quote when when they tell him he gets through is
0: Bah! ah. <laughs> I didn't write that down. No, <laughs>
2: I know he fell to his knees in joy. I wrote that down. And he just made
1: baby gibberish noises Thanks because for stab gods. <laughs> so he's too excited for human language.
0: Oh, I love it. He's my new favorite. So, but uh, now they have a final course that that they would normally get to if they could get through a fish. But they'll get to today just because, like, so, we're not going to just take it down without stabbing all these things. The first one is a bunch of hanging meat on a weird carousel. <laughs> Very strange.
2: (laughs) And like the amount of ADR meat slaps they had to do, they ADR'd in so many meat slaps for that meat carousel. That was
1: somebody's job for the day. It was just, I need you to slap this meat like this guy is slapping the meat because it did not sound good the way he slapped it. We didn't like it. (laughs) It was i like how
0: sad it must have been before they like added all the camera cuts and music and meat slap adr like it had to have been just a weird echoey empty warehouse of some guy missing meat it, i can't well, believe it's anyone
2: freezing in there did you notice that they can see their breath and i realized that they yeah. have to keep it cold because of all the meat because of all the meat <laughs> so, i was like why is it so cold
0: uh, uh so just also know these people are suffering in many ways like not just in the life leading up to this moment but like they're cold they're tired uh and they're failing uh, to the, me the next event to me defeated by the one enemy they thought they could take uh next up they, they they cut these ropes that makes a water bottle swing and they cut through the water bottle and that's supposed to spray water into a funnel which may or may not put out a candle it's and, completely uh, arbitrary.
1: It's like their <laughs> yes. counterweight thing again. Nobody designed this course and then tested it. They just put it together and we're like, "Yeah, it'll work.
0: This, this should work." And if it doesn't, fuck it. They'll get a penalty. Uh, after that, uh, it's something called weight cut, where they have to hack ice and meat into buckets, and it's just like a bunch of pork shoulder hanging like in a, like sort of a grotesque serial killer way, and a big ice block, and you just chop it until it falls into a, a scale. When you hit forty pounds, you're done. Then uh, they kill falling watermelons, which is fantastic. I think okay, this that is looks the fun. One oh, that was thing. so
2: funny to watch them because they—it's like directly on their heads, and they're like looking up and. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It has a very like um, Chicken Little vibe, <laughs> running around trying to avoid getting hit in the head by this watermelon.
0: <laughs> I, I what I like about this is it's such a a classic measurement of like dexterity and athleticism and like all these people you can just tell they've never played a moment of team sports in their life. Like they're just, here comes the watermelon. They're like, Aah! they're like, they're figuring out how to swing at a moving object for the first time in their life. Just, it's a fun little thing to experience. Then they, uh, they just kill fucking hanging random stuff. Like you, they, they knock down this curtain. I think they call it curtain call. And then there's fish and water bottles, some ropes, some sugar cane, some pork belly. It's just like whatever they had left over. is just, arranged and they're surprised with this and they're like okay go go stab all these objects in half i
1: love the way and. they phrase it they say in a very serious announcer voice behind that curtain is a variety of objects that you must attack
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna drop language. the curtain
1: and you're gonna go ape shit in there you're just gonna go nuts in a
0: thrift store <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then they have firestorm Which is sounds fucking awesome. But what it is, is you cut two ropes and that releases a big old staircase. And then uh, as the copywriter said, you fight exhaustion to ascend the stairs. But like, (laughs) fuck you, it's 12 steps. And yeah, they're middle aged men with diabetes who didn't train for this. But like to end, I was concerned
2: (laughs) 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 when they said they were going to have to climb stairs. I was like, I don't think that's a good idea.
0: (laughs) Can we be
1: fair? Joe does struggle with it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be a little tired After doing this course uh, But to end such a dramatic Stabbing thing with like Carry your groceries inside But, but forget <laughs> the groceries It's just kind of a letdown And I don't think any language can save it So like they're trying to make this sound exciting But its you, you got to walk up one flight of stairs um, Rodrigo goes first And he kisses his knife Because he was born to do this He loves this He, he has deserves
1: the proper lunatic etiquette Right. I mean, that's what a lunatic does yeah. before they display their absolutely. knife skills like a of like course. a gentleman. You you know, he's the kind of guy that would lick the blood off the blade after cutting you, which you, yes. you need to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, again, they're trying to set this up like this is the Olympics of stabbing and the dramas killed instantly because Rodrigo is just fucking stabbing at this meat on a carousel and missing most of them. Uh, it's just like like little flank steaks. Like it's not like big dramatic chunks of meat either. I love that, the uh, little flank steaks. It's so yeah. hilarious to have
1: just like store bought steaks. I don't know what it yes. is on on a carousel, and then have somebody whack so that they spin around.
2: <laughs> you know what I think it is? Is it looks like um, at a diner what they put tickets on and they yeah. spin it around, but they put steaks on it. That's it's up.
0: exactly what it is. <laughs> Order up. For one murder. I thought
2: that was cool. Like, I, just, I guess it's just like, they can cut 10 steaks.
0: It little diner tickets. You gotta cut through the paper with a deadly samurai blade. Uh, <laughs> every event is just like, like, follows the same structure. Fail, 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 finally. Then they move on to the next. Fail, fail, nope, 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 fail, finally. So we're just watching unremarkable people learn how to do something new in real time. I can't believe it's a TV show. Um, Joe easily beats Rodrigo. I guess there's I don't have anything more to say about these finals. It's just oh, like Oh, more... I have
1: one thing. Yeah. Joe faces off against his enemy the fish. <laughs> <He does. laughs> Joe Joe gets to the fish cuz they have one of the one of the competitions one of the random objects they put a fish back up there as if to say, "Fuck you, Joe." And Joe slices the fish in half and says, physically actually says gets in the fish's face and says, "Fuck you, fish." as though he's revenging himself upon fish but he still
2: takes two right I don't think anybody cut through it in one even in that round
1: no he didn't he didn't like prove he could do it he was just like fuck you
3: fuck you yeah
0: the fish wasn't on his (laughs) same energy the fish was like I'm a different fish (laughs) I'm racist against fish now it only takes one one,
1: one bad experience to turn me
0: so so Joe wins congratulations Joe you have a chance to win money uh it's four cowboy hats worth of money. Uh, I, I have in my notes how, like, this is such a sweet spot of the show. Like, I don't want to revisit this in three years. I probably won't ever. But, like, this is, like, this UFC one moment where they still have the weebs showing up with the ancient samurai blades. And and I feel like if this ever gets popular, uh, it will be just standardized cleavers and, like, power lifter dudes that will just be, like, very powerful men with very powerful specialized knives. Um. I guess it kind of reminds me of BattleBots. If you ever watched BattleBots, it's like... Um, oh, I
2: love BattleBots. Yeah, it has
0: the energy of like indoor kids doing sports for the first time, but they had like a quicker learning curve. Like it, almost immediately, the the cool buzzsaw Hammerbots got replaced by the the dumbass little roller skates made out of triangles. And so like, I feel like that's a good, uh, I don't know, demonstration of what this show will eventually become. It's like soon everyone will have the same knife, the same body type, the same yes. stab training background, and um, yeah,
2: they definitely need more rules. Like they should not let anyone walk in there with a Bowie knife. It's funny, right. but they shouldn't let people do it. Uh, yeah, and I don't think they should have them quite so kitted out as if they're in mortal danger from <laughs> from the meat that they're attacking. They can, they don't have to wear. So it. They
1: were in mortal
0: danger. Yeah, you want that bulletproof vest so you don't stab yourself with your own knife while it's in your hand or when it's exploding into the air.
1: Yeah, they're not good enough and their blades are not good enough to, to do this without parental supervision.
0: <laughs> if, if these people did this competition 10 more times, one of them would die, 100%. I,
1: I say two more times.
0: So my point is, enjoy this while you can. Right now is in the sweet spot of human failure. And um, I think Rodrigo said it best when he came in second on this really embarrassing competition. If life gives you chicken feet, Make a stew out of that (laughs) I wrote that (laughs) down too I'm gonna get a tattoo (laughs) Perfect (laughs) I guess what he's really saying is if you lose the Embarrassing Game Show, at least you still Have a knife, Craig
1: If the life give you chicken feet, make a Stew out of
0: that Einstein ne Frankfurt
3: Too much violence. Too much pain. None here are without sin. But I have an honorable compromise. Just walk away. Give me your artifacts, Hot Dog Supremes. Give me your sexy sci fi photo shoots, your horrifying secret comics, and the whole untubed sausage compound, and I spare your lives. Just walk away. I will give you safe passage in the wasteland. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Three Finger Louie, put down your boomerang and go. Aaron Croston, Adrian H, Aiden Moore, Alpha Scientist Javo, just walk away. UnAndy, is your Heathcliff truly worth dying for? Just walk away. Andreas Larsen, you could live, you could have children, you could eat them, just walk away. Armando Nava, Badger, Benjamin Sairanen, there are so many dogs in the wasteland, you could pet them all, just walk away. Bim Tulzer. Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Brian Whitney, you would be a champion in the Thunderdome. Just walk away. Brockway loves the meat milling. Burrito Mouth. Cyril. Rev. Look at this sweet dune buggy, Rev. You can have it. Just walk away. Chance McDermott. Look at that sweet dune buggy. You can still catch Rev and take it. Just walk away. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. Devin, the Rogue Supreme. I know a place with all the dog food you can eat. Just walk away. Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Eric Spalding. My war party is badly in need of GIMPs. Do you have a GIMP resume? Just walk away. Fancy Shark, jell-a-ho Greg Cunningham, Ham Haraka, you, oh, Haraka's already gone. Good job, Haraka. See, he walked away. Javi Penguini, there are two mannequins over that hill. Both girls. You could make them kiss. Just walk away. Hot Fart, Jaber Al Aiden, Jeff Oraski, John Dean, your battle wagon is mighty. Everyone respects a radio flyer in the wasteland. Just roll away. John Hector McFarland, John Minkoff, Josh Fabian, Joshua Graves, it would be a shame to destroy that mullet. Just walk away. Josh S., Ken Paisley, if you go, I will give you Joshua Graves' mullet. Just walk away. KNM, M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, do you want to be stripped naked? and strapped to my war chariot. If not, just walk away. If so, just walk away. We can work it out. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Michael Wells. Just hop away. I am sorry we ate your leg. You can still hop away. Mickey Lohman, Mike Styles, Moju, N.D. Neil Bailey, The Wasteland needs lovers. Just walk away. Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, have you seen Bartertown? They have pig races there, it's adorable. Just walk away. Patrick Herbst, Rain Vargas, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, you don't have to die like your father. Butt naked and upside down in a catapult. Just walk away. Supernaut. Ted H, Thomas Cavazos, Life is precious and the dead cannot whip. They cannot Nene. Just walk away. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy, Waylon Russell. We all read your poetry out here. Everyone, we all read it, right? It's like really good. It makes us feel ways about rivers and old broken guitars and stuff. Just walk away. You're Sarian. just walk away. We hate to see you leave, but we love to watch you just walk away. I await your answer. You have a full day to decide. You will be safe in the wasteland. Except for you, John McCammon. You're so fucking dead, John McCammon. Oh my God, we John McCammon, You're you're fucked Sean You you can try to walk away, it will not work, you're so fucking dead.